What's up, guys? How are you? Welcome into the Saturday morning edition of the Daily Juice Podcast. My name is Matt Peralt. You can follow me on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. This podcast is always being brought to you by BetMGM, and you can always find it off of bettingpros.com. Well, this is about as close to what I would call um, post-game reaction to what happened just moments ago here. We taped this on Friday night, and it was tough. I mean, it was really, really tough to watch App State blow that game and they had numerous opportunities when a kid can't even snap the football and you get three snaps over the puncher's head one in the beginning part of the game we've had some really weird things happen this week okay just some very strange things I don't know what the referees called on that first drive where it was off I mean the ESPN guy said they looked at the entire tape and they couldn't find anything for an unsportsmanlike conduct or a late hit or unnecessary roughness or something, but it backed up App State, and they got a touchdown on the drive, but it was weird. I mean, it was sort of like, what in the world is going on here? Like, why did this not get, why did he get called back? But, you know, that was rough. Play calling was horrible. Thomas, the quarterback, played awful, yet they were right there, and I don't know what the heck Louisiana was doing with taking that safety there that got us a chance to kick a field goal to go to overtime, but College kickers, I mean, just, you know, horrible. College kickers can't do much, and, you know, special teams, nightmare. So we go one and two. We got Oregon correct. That was an automatic. I told you, Daniel Altman was not losing back-to-back games inside that building. Okay, no way. Not with the Creighton logo sitting there at center court against Seton Hall. So they win by double digits over Seton Hall. And then Wisconsin, that game goes to overtime, and we maybe get a chance to cover the three and a half. But then with .9 seconds left, they don't box out, tap up in, game over. Uh, you know, Marquette wins, which, you know, just a you know stunner win the game by two and a loss for us with Wisconsin so it's just been one of those weeks so you know I'm, I'm not going to dwell too much on it I can't get angry about it I just got to kind of pick it up uh, you know putting down pick up your feet put keep on putting down moving forward uh, and just trying to get ourselves some victories here and I do like this card today and I do like the card on Sunday for us and remember we're going to be doing the live stream on Sunday morning again at 11 a.m. Eastern 8 a.m. Pacific time off of our YouTube channel and that thing's been growing and it's been really fun and I've had a ton of fun doing it we get up you know first thing in the morning to make prop bets and then we we keep going back and forth uh, with you guys on the YouTube chat just questions and what you guys are bringing up and you know things they're looking for so you know you just this is gambling okay and we went 2-0 yesterday. We go 1-2 today. So, you know, we're pretty much we're flat again. We've been flat for three days. Really, now you count the last two days as one. And then two other days, we've been flat. And then the other three days or four days, we've been down. So it's just been one of these, you know, bad stretches. And, you know, we'll take the good days like we did yesterday. And we'll look to grow and look to build and keep moving forward. That's all you can do is keep on moving forward. So I've got three plays today at one unit, and I've got one play at a quarter unit that's a little bit of a play on, well, it's just like a what-if bet. And I'm not going heavy on it. I'm going .25 units. But there is so much action on this one side of this bet that I don't know what to do with it other than bet against it. It's just it's screaming bet against it, bet against it, and everybody and their mother is on it. So I'm going to bet against it, and I could be dead wrong. So I'm not going to go heavy on it, but I'm going to you know look at it, and I'm going to throw you know 0.25 units down on it coming up here today. So before I do that, remember, we have got a college basketball offer going for you guys right now here with BetMGM, free 
money is available for new users by using the promo code DEUCE100 for college basketball. Today on a Saturday, you bet $1 on any team to win. You win $100 if a three-pointer goes down here. It's paid out in free bets from BetMGM. It's available in all states that are available, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, Tennessee, and West Virginia, all available for you guys. So it's a $1 money line bet when you're using that promo code JUICE100, JUICE100 for new users, and you win 100 bucks. If the team in a game that you bet on $1 money line and a three-pointer goes down. For terms and conditions, go to betmgm.com. You must be 21 years or older and physically located in Colorado, Tennessee, Indiana, New Jersey, or West Virginia. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey or West Virginia. Or 109 with it in Indiana. All right, let's start with the game that everyone's going to be watching. This game's on ESPNU. Game day is going to be there. They thought they were going for Coastal versus Liberty. Instead, it's BYU at Coastal. Look, this number opened seven and a half at most places, and it shot up. It went to eight, went to nine, went to ten. It crossed ten, and now ten and a half. Some books are at eleven. All right. It is, everyone is saying that Coastal is not going to be able to hang with BYU. Here's the problem, though. You're going across the country if you're BYU to play a team that is 7-1-1 against the number. Now, BYU also is 7-1-1 against the number. But you're going across the country to play in their place. They've got game day there. I don't know. I think it's the first time ever. Dustin Johnson's going to be making picks because he's from the region. You got a ton of attention. You think the Chanteliers are going to back down here to BYU? Do you think they're just going to lay down? I know that BYU has a ton of kids who go on missions and come back, and they're 24 years old, and they're basically men. They're not college kids, and they manhandle people, right? They just run over people. But that defense for the Chanteliers is better than people think. Their offense is great. Their quarterback is electric. It's not Zach Wilson, but he's really talented. He's got some really big and talented wide receivers. I'm catching 10.5 points. For a team at home, I'm catching 10.5. Not 7, but 10.5. And BYU's truck had to leave 48 hours right I mean, right before the game got, uh, they went and booked the game. They had to go ahead and, and move and, and take all their stuff and move it across the country to South Carolina. Not easy to do this, okay? Plus, you got to talk about the coaches turning around, and I get it. Same problem for the Chanteliers, but they're not traveling. They're in their home state. They're in their home area. They're exactly where they want to be. They don't have to worry about having all these different problems. So to me, I'm catching 10.5 points. My goodness gracious, I'm taking Coastal plus 10.5. Give me Coastal. I know everyone's going to be on BYU. I'm taking the Chanteliers here. Give me plus 10.5 for Coastal against BYU for one unit. Now, I have a second bet on this game, and... It, it's only because at one point on Friday, at FanDuel, 99% of the money and 98% of the bets were on the over. Now, at the time of taping, I'm not exactly sure where that number is. And check it again before you place this wager as to exactly where it is if you can. Oddsfire.com can normally show you the money for FanDuel or numberfire.com can show you the numbers for FanDuel in terms of their gambling sides. How do I not bet the under? Uh, I mean, seriously, how do I not bet the under? Everyone is on the over. It could be the play. It very well might be the play. But for bleeps and giggles, 0.25 units, we're betting the under 62. 
I'm betting under 62. Maybe it's a blowout. Maybe BYU runs and wins, you know, 50 to 10. But I'm taking the under 62 because everyone is on the over. Everyone. So 0.25 units on the under 62 plus Coastal at plus 10.5. Second play. I got two Big Ten plays going here next. First one, Ohio State on the road at Michigan State. We didn't know this game was going to get played. We weren't sure about this game yet. Michigan State's at home. Michigan State's a bad football team. But they beat Michigan, Matt. But they beat Northwestern, Matt. They're turning a corner. They're playing better. Okay. I give it to you. I get it. Here's the thing. This might be the last game of the year for Ohio State. For real. This might be the last game of the year for the Buckeyes. So Justin Fields, your draft stock. Hey, every other draft eligible player on that Ohio State team. Michigan's got COVID problems and there is a real big chance because of the rules for COVID-19 with the Big Ten that positive tested uh, kids with COVID can't play for 21 days that Michigan's not going to be able to play the game and they're not going to be able to have uh, Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. Now, there are rumors that are stating that, well, maybe Iowa will step in and play Ohio State during uh, the, the week of the championship game. So you'll have the Big Ten championship game, but then you'll have Ohio, Ohio State play Iowa maybe the week before to let them qualify or maybe the same week so they get a game to get into the college football playoffs to get them another ranked win. There's all these conspiracy theories running around right now about what Ohio State's going to do for the number of games. But what they do have in front of them is Michigan State. And what they do have in front of them is a chance to wallop somebody and put up a number. I think the Buckeyes are going to destroy the Spartans for this very reason. There is a ton of pressure on them. And even without Ryan Day there, I don't think it matters, okay? This is an offense that can run, run itself, a defense. This game's not going to be close. But they need style points. They need to run this score up. They need to hang a 50-7 to type of number on Michigan State to go ahead and showcase to the committee that they are one of the four best teams. There, there are real conversations happening right now about Texas A&M leapfrogging Ohio State because Ohio State hasn't played enough games and Texas A&M has played, you know, I think that they'll get their full allotment, right? They'll get to nearly 10 games, I think it is, that they'll play. So huge problems for Ohio State when it comes to the committee. I'm going to lay the 23 points here. Ohio State, big on the road. I don't care. Big win over Michigan State. I don't think they scored very many points, even with that Buckeye defense not being as good as it's been in the years past. Ohio State laying minus laying 23, minus 23 for the Buckeyes. Number th- three, third play, staying in the Big Ten, Indiana and Wisconsin. Total is 45. This seems really low to me, and maybe I'm just off, but Wisconsin's offense is really good. Wisconsin is favored by 14 points. So the total opened up at 47. It's been going down because everyone's saying that Michael Penix's injury means the the Indiana offense can't do anything. I'm not so sure that's the truth. Jack Tuttle is a, a decent quarterback. We, I mean, he's a former four-star recruit. He's a kid who can at least move the offense a little bit. Here's the thing, though. I just think Wisconsin is going to be able to do whatever they want in this game. 
Wisconsin could score 45 by themselves. In fact, they scored 45 back in 2017 when these two teams played. It was 45-17 was the final. So Wisconsin by themselves, you could say, wait, Matt, that Indiana defense has really taken a big step forward. Yeah, but how much gas do they have left in the tank against a Wisconsin team that has had COVID issues and COVID problems? And, you know, they're a tough team to go up against. Their offense is sneaky good. I mean, when you start really breaking down the game and start breaking down the the sides here, I'm, I'm wondering, I might be missing something. And this might be just a game where neither offense does anything and it's a really low scoring game. I just find it kind of hard to believe. I, I I feel like I believe in that Michigan D offense more than other people do. And, I mean, it's at Camp Randall. I I mean, I think Wisconsin's going to be able to move the football. I think Wisconsin's going to be able to score. I mean, Wisconsin's offense is averaging 33 points per game. Again, Penix's injury is significant, so you're saying, okay, the under's going to happen because Indiana's not going to score, but I think they'll be able to do something. They'll be able to move the ball a little bit, run the football at least, got good wide receivers, I don't know. I think this is a high-scoring game. I think both teams are going to be able to move the ball at least a little bit. Neither defense is outstanding. Wisconsin's defense is fairly good, but scoring defense, the number two in the country, 11.2, 11.7 points per game. But, you know, who they played and number of games and whatnot. There's all sorts of different things you can factor in there with Wisconsin. This is their fourth game of the year, okay? Wisconsin just hasn't played a lot of games. So, I mean, to me, Wisconsin scores a lot, all right? So, they won their first game by 38 points. They won their second game by 38. Yeah, they lost to Northwestern. That was a brutal loss. But, I mean, Indiana has played well, okay? And, yes, one injury is significant. But I think there's enough weapons there to move the football. I think there's enough weapons for Indiana to score. And look at the record against the spread. I mean, to the over, the over is 4-2. and two. Now, that's with Penix. I get it. But the over is 4-2 and two here. Last time out against Maryland, Indiana did not go over, but it was 64 and a half. I mean, this is by far the lowest total of the season right now for Indiana. 62, 54, 54 and a half, 53, 67 and a half, and 64 and a half. This is 45, this number. I'm playing the over. Michigan, uh, sorry, uh, Wisconsin, Indiana, 45. I'm playing the over for Indiana and Wisconsin for Indiana and Wisconsin here for one unit. All right, so to recap our plays here on a Saturday, we're going Coastal plus 10.5, Ohio State minus 23, over Wisconsin-Indiana 45, and we're going under 62 for .25 units for the Coastal Carolina-BYU game simply because I'm fading the public and everyone is on that. It's a public play, or public fade rather, not the most aggressive of reason aside from everyone's on it, so I'm going the other way. I'm not going to lay a lot of money down on it, but 0.25 units, I'm laying that down on the under 62 for Coastal and BYU. Those are our four plays coming up here for a college football Saturday. My name is Matt Peralt. Follow me on Twitter, at Sports Talk Matt. We're back Sunday for the Daily Juice podcast, plus our live stream off of our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash bettingpros. You got that at 11 a.m. Eastern for one hour, breaking down week 13 of the NFL in a card that I actually really do like a lot coming up tomorrow. Join us tomorrow for the podcast and the live stream. Every morning, it's the Daily Juice podcast presented by BetMGM right here on bettingpros.com.